This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by HelloFresh and by Athletic Greens. Uh, sorry, my, ta- my cat sliced my face open, so if I start bleeding during the episode, that's why. Sure, your cat. <laughs> I, 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 said, I said I was sorry to you the cat. You should have seen the size of this cat, man. Oh, yeah, it was a, it was a giant mountain lion, actually. Yeah. I actually gave it some food and said I was sorry. So things are going great between me and the cat. So, yeah, just ignore his face. Yeah, if it starts bleeding, sorry. Anyway, we're living in a real golden age of batshit insane conspiracy theories. And who do we have to thank for it? Uh, apparently this weirdo, probably. That is Ron Watkins, the uh, weeaboo who, along with his dad, ran 8chan and almost certainly invented Q, the central figure of the QAnon conspiracy theory. But calling QAnon a conspiracy theory doesn't even really do it justice. QAnon is basically the Roblox of conspiracy theories. It's a conspiracy platform containing a seemingly limitless number of unconnected and even contradictory ideas, uh, most of which are laughably ridiculous. It is essentially the metaverse for conspiracy theories. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a platform. Yeah, where... anything works as long as someone can agree with you and you have, uh, you know, you've made a friend. Yeah. That's what it's really all about. It's Yeah, it's just a lot of lonely people looking for common ground. Yeah. So QAnon, it started off as being about how Democrats eat children and Donald Trump was going to stop it. But as Q himself has faded into the background and various Q influencers have taken the lead themselves, you've now got different subcults fixated on their own specific things. Like those people who waited around in Dallas for months last year waiting for 104-year-old John F. Kennedy to reveal himself as still alive. Uh, Or those people up north who believe this old Filipino woman is the rightful queen of Canada. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, a lot of variations. Uh, it's it's sort of like Christianity. At first, all you had was the Catholics. And now, there's something for everyone. <laughs> yeah. You like uh, speaking in tongues and handling snakes? Well, mm-hmm. here you go. You like sitting down and standing up constantly? Yeah. Catholicism is still around. Do you want to make every decision your your life uh, in your life about what the old biblical God would approve of? Well, there's a, there's a Christianity for that, too, and yeah. you're very annoying. You want to get married to multiple chicks? Well... <laughs> Move to Utah, Move baby. to Utah. But yeah, the fact that one of the more prominent Q movements right now is up in Canada shows that despite QAnon's very U.S.-centric origins, it has managed to take off quite successfully all around the world, usually with its own local flavor and variations. Mm-hmm. It, it's the Lay's potato chips of conspiracies. Yeah, I mean, it's... you go up north, you're like, oh, look, they got Lay's here, but they're all dressed mm-hmm. and they taste great. You oh, go yeah. Over to, go over they to got the ketchup chips. Oh, it's so weird. Thailand, like, whoa, we got a crab flavored Lay's? Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're all Lay's. Yeah. They all come from the same factory. And uh, in its international incarnations, QAnon, of course, easily subsumes existing local conspiracy fodder uh, the same way that it has subsumed stuff like 9-11 and the Kennedy assassinations. Just put mm-hmm. it all on the Roblox of conspiracies and let them play together. Yeah, exactly. When 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 the entire group is as as crazy as some of these people are, like no theory is going to be outlandish enough to get you booted out of this friendship group. It's really uh, it's a lot of people who probably uh, should have headed down to their local improv theater and taken some classes because mm-hmm. clearly they are very into yes anding each other. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have directed that improvisational energy at something uh, more fun, exactly, and less. Uh, painful for their close relatives. But yeah, one such conspiracy movement internationally that has been around for a long time but picked up a lot of new adherents by hitching a ride on the Q train is the Reichsbürger Bewegung, <laughs> or Reich Citizens Movement. I'm glad you said the word because I would have, I would have, I couldn't even read it. Right, it's right here. I can't even read it. Reichsbürger Bewegung. Uh, so that's German. He's speaking, but no, this man is American. 
Muzzy. Just, just like Muzzy. <laughs> so if you were born in the 80s, you get it. If you don't... Je suis un jeune fille. Yeah. So this uh, Reichsburger movement has been... Reichsburger. <laughs> This, this Reichsburger movement. There you said it. You did it. Yeah, it's just Reichs with burger on it, right? Yeah, cool. Mm, delicious. Okay. Mm, mm. Reichsburger movement has been around since at least the 80s, and its core beliefs are laughably dumb. They believe that the Federal Republic of Germany, the country we know as simply Germany, which was established in 1949 after the fall of Nazi Germany, is illegitimate, and that legally the 1919 Weimar Republican Constitution remains in effect. Uh, the evidence supporting this bold legal theory is, of course, very flimsy, but for decades, it's been the basis for what is basically the German version of the sovereign citizen movement, i.e., you can't arrest me or tax me or whatever because the Federal Republic of Germany isn't real. Aha. Gotcha. Yeah, it's uh, it's always interesting seeing, um, you know, Americans, we, we, we don't have the monopoly on crazy. We are the number one at it right now, obviously, mm -hmm. but um, it's always fun seeing how this stuff sort of gets filtered uh, through other countries. Yeah. And um, yeah, Germany, they have a lot more history to pull their crazy ideas from. Yeah. So yeah, pretty dumb stuff. And at least on its face, it seems pretty harmless. But a decent amount of these people are also unsurprisingly neo-Nazis, or at least sympathetic to neo-Nazis. And far-right anti-constitutional movements in Germany have been an increasingly serious problem in recent years with evidence that members of these movements have been able to secure positions in the military, government, and police. There's a, a great podcast about this called Day X, which mm -hmm. is uh, pretty troubling stuff. But this week, the Reichsburger movement made international headlines when dozens of its followers were arrested in a series of raids for allegedly planning a violent coup to overthrow the German government. Here's the New York Times. The plan was to storm the German capital. Hmm. Uh, sounds familiar. Arrest lawmakers and execute the chancellor. A prince descended from German nobility would take over as the new head of state, and a former far-right member of parliament would be put in charge of a national purge. To facilitate the coup, the electricity network would be sabotaged. Satellite phones to communicate off-grid had already been bought. That is what German prosecutors and intelligence officials say a nationwide far-right terrorist network was plotting before 3,000 police officers and special forces fanned out across the country on Wednesday to raid 150 homes and arrest 25 suspected co-conspirators. They included an active-duty soldier, a former officer in the elite special forces, a police officer, and at least two army reservists. Um, combining those, that's a substantial portion of that group. Yeah. Yeah. So it continues. Prosecutors said the group was formed in the past year, influenced by the ideologies of the conspiracy group QAnon and a right-wing German conspiracy group called the Reichsburger, or Citizens of the Reich, which believes that Germany's post-World War II republic is not a sovereign country, but a corporation set up by the victorious allies. I mean, it kind of literally is, <laughs> but um, that's what you get for doing the Holocaust. Uh, continues, for years, the Reichsburger had been seen as almost a sideshow among Germany's far-right groups made up of a loosely dispersed network of some 20,000 people with bizarre conspiracy theories. Quote, it has always been believed that only a small percentage of them are right-wing extremists, said Hayo Funke, a political scientist at the Free University in Berlin who focuses on right-wing extremists. That was always wrong, and we are seeing now the mistake in the downplaying this danger. In recent years, and especially since the pandemic, the group gained new energy as its followers and thinking combined with the conspiracy theories of the QAnon movement, in particular seeing a threat from the so-called deep state, a shadowy cabal of corrupt elites they imagine running the government. So, yes, it's, it's the same thing except German. 
Yeah, I, yeah, and, and they tried to do a lot of the same things, including uh, some suspicious uh, tampering with uh, electric substations recently. A lot here of in America. weird parallels, and also I, I, I think I saw this one happen. Was like within the last year or something. Uh, anti-vaxxers in Germany, who are also totally like Q-pilled, mm-hmm. did try their own little January 6th thing. There was only a couple dozen of them. They tried to raid the the Reichstag, the Capitol building. Did not go well. Yeah. So yeah, weird parallels. But it, it, it's fucking wild that this thing has been around for like decades. It's just like, okay, whatever. Sure, you believe that uh, the, the government isn't legitimate and you have like a special ID card for that you bought on the internet that says you're a citizen of the Reich. Whatever. But the second fucking QAnon shows up, like, I mean, hey, I, let's fucking overthrow the government. <laughs> I say it all the time on this show, but it, like things are funny till they aren't. And yeah. Things are goofy till they aren't. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's fun to laugh at things, but also like there's deranged people out there. So careful. Uh, these people they apparently were actively trying to recruit police and military personnel. Obviously, they got a couple in there. So yeah. And a few of the suspects were heavily armed. Killing was a central part of their plan. Also central to the plan was installing this old man as Germany's new head of state. Prince Heinrich, the 13th of the House of Royce. Europe is full of the old descendants of the old noble houses that used to run things, but Germany is especially full of them because, well, just look at this map of the Holy Roman Empire circa 1789. The nobles to normals ratio in Germany was totally out of control. Practically every town had its own royal family. Yeah, the Holy Roman Empire, uh, it's like the one uh, state in that period of European history where... Uh, instead of consolidating through marriage and war, they were just like, all right, uh, now everyone can keep all the shit they have, just, you know, pay taxes to the emperor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're just going to leave the map looking absolutely confusing. Do whatever you and want. hideous. Uh, so yeah, it's just like all these just little dots on this big fucking map. Yeah. Um, and every single one of those had its own weird little royal family. Are Even they th- sure that the guy they're trying to install didn't buy his name off of that website that everyone keeps talking about? <laughs> no, he's the real thing. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, what was that shit called? It's, I have no idea. It's already gone out of my brain. Yeah, it was... I uh, didn't even know about it until someone in our Discord I thought guess, that we did it. Yeah, people were like, didn't you guys do this? I was like, first no. of all, we say no to a lot of shit, and this would have been an instant no. <laughs> yeah. This is like the dumbest thing, but it's, it's like one of those, like, buy land on Mars or yeah, buy, buy your own star. star. Or, yeah. It's like a buy, like, a tiny plot of land in Scotland, no, give I, yourself a royal... Yeah, I wouldn't uh, put it past someone claim. to be like... To pull the wool over on this group and be like, well, actually, I have a royal name. No, there's no need because, uh, again, Germany is full of the weird descendants of mm-hmm. uh, of former noble families. Yeah. And um, I guess some of them, they 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 born born too late to uh, take advantage of it. So annoying. My great-grandfather, he got to... Well, now they have their chance, apparently. Uh, uh, not going so well so far, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, this man is 71 years old. He's mm-hmm. waited his whole life. Now's the time. He's just lived his whole life so angry at his ancestors for uh, giving up his claims. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Prince Heinrich's family history, their their historic ancestral uh, claims, is this tiny little area here in the middle of the map labeled FR. It's so small, they couldn't even spell entire words there. Mm -hmm. So not only is Heinrich the 13th just some dude whose family hasn't held political power in over 100 years, his ancestral claims aren't even that impressive. But nevertheless, uh, he was the guy who was supposed to be installed as Germany's new Kaiser or whatever. Uh, the New York Times also did a, they did a separate, deeper dive into this Heinrich dude. So let's read to find out more. 
Prince Heinrich XIII of uh, Royce, a descendant of a 700-year-old noble family that once reigned over a tiny state in eastern Germany, was a relatively obscure figure until Wednesday, when he was named as one of the leaders of a group accused of plotting to overthrow the German government. Earlier this year, his family publicly distanced themselves from him, according to MDR. Every time we have him over for dinner, he just won't shut up about how uh, he's supposed to be the new Kaiser. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty nuts. Like, Remove American the, Q dads. The, the the best part is, like, this has have to have been going on for, like, years. But yeah. obviously, just like with this movement, has ramped up recently to the point where they're like, all right, we thought you were a kook before, yeah. but obviously you believe this. Gotta give the old man credit. He's, uh, he's, he's committed to the bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was... Uh, According to MDR, a local public broadcaster, after the prince met publicly with a local mayor who was known to be sympathetic to the Reichsburger movement, a far-right group that denies the legitimacy of the modern German state. The mayor was suspended from office after attacking a journalist. Quote, I am afraid that he is now a conspiracy theorist, a confused old man. Henrik Fourteen of Royce, who speaks for the House of Royce, told MDR at the time, adding that, Hem- <laughs> adding that Henrik Thirteen... Heinrich. Sorry. <laughs> adding that Heinrich 13, 71, had broken all ties to the family more than a decade earlier. Male members of several branches of the family are traditionally all named Heinrich, <laughs> and the spokesman is not the son of Heinrich 13. The House of Royce reigned until 1918 in a principality around Gera in present-day Thuringia that was incorporated into the German Empire. In modern Germany, hereditary nobles have no special legal standing. Their titles carry no formal weight, but they are still sometimes used as part of names. As, like, a, as a treat. I like the part about how they haven't had any power for 100 years, but they still name all their firstborn sons Heinrich mm-hmm. uh, in every branch of the family. So every Christmas or whatever, when this guy hangs out with his cousins, it's just like, hey, Heinrich, mm-hmm. what's up, Heinrich? How you doing, Heinrich? And because the generation's staggered. Did you call me? No, I called the other Heinrich. And they're all numbered, too. So uh, Maybe they just yeah. say, like, Heinrich 13. Fun stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, not weird at all. Look, what was the one guy's name, Ludwig, that built that castle that looks like it's 500 years old, but it's like 80? Oh, Neuschwanstein? Yeah. It's older than that, but it's not like yeah, as ancient was, as you think like it was. it's like less than 100 years old, I yeah. think. Or maybe a little more than that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that guy was a bit of a dandy. Yeah, he was very eccentric in everything that he wanted in life. And he, I believe uh, he died in a lake or something. Yeah, but, you know, he directed his uh, weird little uh, kingdom or whatever uh, towards... A singular project, making a really ostentatious, cool, really gaudy fucking castle that was so yeah, remember, impressive that Walt Disney decided to steal the design. I, I, I remember the, in the tour, they were like, they showed us the phone booth. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> a phone booth? They're like, yeah, to call his mom who lived right down the hill. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, and a grotto. I mean, like, if America ever had, like, nobility... Or that kind of history, you can bet your fucking ass that all of these, all these fucking right wing weirdos would be all about that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't. Instead, they live in shipping containers underground, in Idaho somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's it's coming. Uh, so uh, yeah, so based on this group's leader, basically just being a weird old nobleman clinging to the tiny amount of power and influence that his great grandfather had, it's not surprising they didn't get very far. But this is still pretty scary stuff. I mean. It could have gone bad. Uh, Even if their chances of success were close to zero, they could have very easily caused death and destruction. It's also scary that uh, even though this plot was probably doomed to fail, dozens of people were totally on board to just go ahead with it. Um, Also, just because a coup plot fails doesn't mean those same people won't be successful on their second attempt. Just ask Hitler. Yeah. um, 
famously uh, didn't work out the first time. Kind of a laughing stock. What an idiot. Yeah. Really thought that would work? Well, I hope, at least that's the last we've seen of this Hitler guy. Yeah, they better not break any of these guys' paintbrushes while they're in prison. Mm -mm. That's... Yeah. Let them paint. Yeah. But uh, yeah, very scary stuff, especially observing from afar, from here in the United States, where not only do we have lots and lots of people who have already demonstrated a willingness to very publicly attempt to overthrow the government, uh, we also have a lot more guns. Mm -hmm. uh, Germany has around 20 guns for every 100 civilians, whereas we here have literally more guns than people. There are almost certainly extreme right-wing groups in the U.S. Uh, looking at this news out of Germany and thinking, well, I could have done a better job with that. <laughs> I mean, they did do a better job of it. They just also got caught doing that, too, and stopped yeah. fairly quickly and then had to you know, was, deal with uh, the repercussions. The Q people, it was like, what, two years ago, there was a coup in, like, Myanmar or something, and mm -hmm. the Q people were all like, but I want a coup. Where's my coup? Come on. They can do it over there. Where's my coup? Come on, Michael Flynn. Let's do the coup. <sighs> he is doing one in Florida. Yeah. Silently. Well. And meticulously. Anyway, so that's, uh, yeah, we're, we're doing, we're just doing the 20th century all over again. Yeah, it really but, uh, seems like we're living through it again. Uh, hopefully not <laughs> as severe uh, this time around, but uh, who knows? It seems to be that uh, things are getting thwarted, which is good. Yeah, still. Not exactly going too great. too close for comfort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, moving on to some other international news that's thankfully a lot less intense. Good. Uh, do you ever wish that you were just a little bit younger? Mm -hmm. I mean, sure you have. Unless you're still in your 20s, in which case, fuck you. Yeah, stop complaining. But there's simply no way to turn back time. That is, unless you live in South Korea, where the government recently decided to just uh, make everyone younger. Didn't we have this idea because of the pandemic? Being like, everyone should get a year off of their like age because yeah. it stole it from well, you? South Korea is brave enough to do it. These South Koreans... Good! Every time I go down to the H Mart in Koreatown, I'm like, I'm in the future right mm -hmm. now. They're kicking our ass. Yeah. They're, they're putting us to shame. Their music is topping our charts. Mm -hmm. Their cars, great cars. Um, uh, it's the uh, second uh, most popular phone in the country. Yeah, these Koreans, man. Mm -hmm. and, and their government gets to be even more weird and fucked up than ours. And still somehow <laughs> function. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, South Korea, the government said, you know what? Fine. You're all younger. Whatever. And this was surely great news for Koreans who felt like their best years were behind them, but... What the hell does it mean for the government to make everyone younger? What, what are you talking about? Turns out the concept of age is a little bit more complex over in Korea. It's not just the number of times the earth has circled the sun since a person was born. Mm. That would be too simple. Here's CNN to explain. In South Korea, a person's international age refers to the number of years since they were born and starts at zero the same system used in most other countries. But when asked their age in informal settings, most South Koreans will answer with their Korean age, which could be one or even two years older than their international age. Under this system, babies are considered a year old on the day they're born, with a year added every January 1st. In some circumstances, South Koreans also use their calendar age, a kind of mashup between international and Korean age, which considers babies as zero years old the day they're born and adds a year to their age every January 1st. Take Gangnam Style singer Psy, for example. Born on December 31st, 1977, he is considered 44 by international age, 45 by calendar year age, and 46 by Korean age. Okay. Sounds See, fun. Yeah. Uh, if you're Korean, someone asks you how old you are, you're like, Hold on. It doesn't matter. Who's asking? So yeah, Sai was three years old the day after the day that he was born, according to traditional Korean 
age reckoning. Mm-hmm. This is pretty odd, but most official and legal matters in South Korea use a person's international age, the same age system that we use. Most, but not all. I did not know this. This is crazy. So, for example, laws for the legal ages for drinking, smoking, and being conscripted in the military all use calendar year age. So an obvious side effect of this is that every January 1st, at the stroke of midnight, (laughs) millions of young people all across South Korea all get the legal right to drink alcohol at the exact same time. Wild. It's like the fucking purge. It sounds like an absolute nightmare for South Korea's <laughs> bartenders and bouncers, but we're basing that on how much of a shit show it is when just one American turns 21 and imagining what it would be like if every 21-year-old American had their birthday on the same night. Um, there's a couple cities, <laughs> like party cities, where it would be uh, a nightmare. Every New Orleans time. would burn to the ground. New Orleans, Austin, Las uh, Vegas. Uh, Nashville, Las Vegas. Yeah, this is insane. I don't know how they've managed... Like, I, I've i never heard of, of New Year's Eve being, like, crazy, especially crazy in South Korea, but, like, I have to imagine it's, like, a fucking shit I show. I mean, they literally just went through a, a severe crowd-crushing incident not too long ago in a heavy drinking area, so... That's true. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I thought you said this one was lighter. Well, you made it weird. Anyway, maybe Koreans don't go as uh, goblin mode as we do. Hey, you're using it. I'm proud of you. I mean, uh, well, it's in the dictionary now. Got to use that vocab. In any case, the Korean parliament has decreed that all official age counting will be based on the international system, which older people seem happy about, but young people maybe less so (laughs) because this pushes back their uh, drinking privileges. So uh, someone born on December 31st will now have to wait 364 days longer uh, before they're legally allowed to consume alcohol. People were probably planning their fucking... It's close enough to the new year. People were probably like already planning their outings. Maybe maybe they booked uh, trips. Nope. Sorry. You How unfortunate that their confusing calendar system is less confusing and they got to technically be younger for a little bit. Something that they will appreciate yeah. when they are older. You'll look back on this and you'll be glad. Although it's it's literally meaningless, just like how we set clocks different times. It's just like, yeah. I'm making myself, or the go- like the government, it's changing soon, we voted it out, but like the powers beyond me are making my life more stressful than it needs to be. Yeah. Um, and that seems like the case here, uh, except for when you're older because it would be nice to have a year back. Or if I could just go back to this morning when I didn't have a giant scar on my face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe the government will do something about that. Hopefully. Hopefully. Now decree that all cat scratches are have no fevers attached to them. <laughs> that was the one thing the pharmacist told me when I went in. I was like, is this bad? He's like, um, if you if it's really red in a couple of days, you should probably go to the ER and uh, put on put on some Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent. No, he's banned. You know. Yeah. Yeah. He's a real weird guy. Mm hmm. Anyway, we've got the headlines half of the show coming right up. But first, this episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. It's the most festive time of the year, and HelloFresh is here to make the most of every moment. From holiday hosting to dinners during busy weeknights, you can count on HelloFresh to deliver fresh ingredients and seasonal recipes. Tis the season for saving money wherever we can. HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout, so you can use those savings for holiday gifts or to treat yourself. HelloFresh can help you eat better amid all the holiday temptations. Their meals have 20% fewer calories than takeout, so you can still have full flavor just without the guilt. 
We're big fans of the hot and hearty autumn meals that HelloFresh offers around this time of year. On next week's menu, they've got the Hall of Fame one pot Thai coconut curry turkey soup with sweet potato, bell pepper, ginger, and garlic. Wow. Which clocks in at just 30 minutes of prep and cook time and looks like it's it's sure to warm you up on one of these chilly cold nights. <laughs> uh, we love how quick and efficient cooking with HelloFresh feels. Everything you need is right there, pre-measured and ready to go. So go to HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeird18 and use code WeeklyWeird18 for 18 free meals plus free shipping. Again, that's code WeeklyWeird18 at HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeird18 for 18 free meals plus free shipping. This episode is also sponsored by Athletic Greens. We both drink AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every morning because getting all your proper vitamins, minerals, and probiotics is important to feeling good. And rather than swallowing a bunch of vitamin supplements, AG1 gives your body everything it needs while also tasting great. Starting the day with a scoop of AG1 is honestly more important than the first cup of coffee at this point. It can be hard to keep up with a supplement routine, lots of different expensive pills to take. It's hard to even know where to start or who to trust. But AG1 makes it so much easier. Why take a bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder in water once a day? AG1 was designed with ease in mind so you can live healthier and better without having to do a lot. AG1's all-in-one for formula makes it easy for me to cover my nutritional bases every day. Every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality. And the results are noticeable. Better digestion, more energy throughout the day, even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. Hopefully works on the face. Uh, if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com weird. That is athleticgreens.com weird. Check it out. And now time for the headlines half of the show with the weirdest, funniest um, headlines from... Sometimes just weird, odd, and strange. Around the world, but mostly from America. The, We're the, the best at the producing The capital them. of yeah. weird. Mm -hmm. We export our weird to the world. We are a net exporter of weirdness. Starting with, if your dog died, prove it to us. Olive Garden manager fired after time off rant. Yeah, this was like just one of many. If your dog uh, died, I want to see that corpse. You bring that dead dog into the restaurant and show me. Yeah, and this was also uh, no days off. Even if you're sick, you have yeah. to come in and come in and sneeze in my uh, face. Yes, please. Uh, yeah, it's just like a total. No one wants to work anymore. Boomer rant. It's like this, I've, I've worked for Darden Foods for 35 years. You want to know how many days off I've taken? Zero. That I hate myself. I never spend time with my family. You sound like it's like miserable. It's my like children that lady, have grown up away from me. That lady who's like, I run a trust fund or or, or, or uh, whatever. What's a hedge fund or whatever? Here's what my schedule looks like. And first of all, her schedule is bullshit. Half of it is fucking in pointless meetings but just looking at it I, I wanted to just like grab her and say a better life is possible yeah like this this is sacrifice for fucking what for what like this guy is being this like he's like a military drill so sergeant a woman uh, uh, sorry this woman is being like a military drill sergeant about fucking breadsticks the and Olive salad. Garden yeah and like I, I'm this is like Kansas, I think. So yeah. no fucking way these people are being paid a living wage. That, but that's the craziest thing is like, imagine the worst boss you've ever had. And it probably is for a place like this, honestly. But that's the thing is like, you're having this angry, like vitriolic boss who is getting you in there to serve breadsticks to people. Yeah. And that's the final, like the thing that you're supposed to do. Or microwaving a bag of fettuccine. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the behind the scenes of the Olive Garden. No dudes yeah. off! <laughs> yeah, it's also, and she's just like, I, yeah, every time I've been sick, I came into work. And it's like, huh, that's fucking gross. You I wonder if there's a correlation that. between your employees being sick and you being sick. Oh, and yeah, while, while I've got your ear, uh, 
What? What's the healthcare plan? Oh, no healthcare plan? Mm. They don't provide healthcare. Oh, and you won't give me enough hours to get healthcare. Mm. And also you uh, screw my schedule constantly because I have to work two jobs, but then you'll switch and then I can't have one job to go for the other. It's fucking stressful and uh, people deserve better than this. These entitled 17-year-old millennials, they, they don't know the value of hard work. I mean, to be honest, when I was 17, I called off on a lot of bullshit, but sure, good. but good. But if you're running a fucking Olive Garden, you have to factor that in. Yes. You have to factor in that you're you're not paying your young employees nearly enough for them to really give that much of a shit about yes. what you're asking them to do. Not a full-time employee, not my problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. Now, moving on, though. Sean Spicer commemorates D-Day on Pearl Harbor Day. <laughs> I mean, look, we got a lot of... There's a lot of days out there. But yeah, he was just like, and he was all... There were, but water, there was water present. He was so reverent about it too. He's like, today marks the anniversary of D-Day. You know, a day that if we forget about it, it disappears. We have to we have to keep it in our hearts and minds. It's like, no, Sean Spicer. It was not, you know, I mean, he a is, different day, wrong day. He's just feeding into the narrative that a actual monument has to be staring them in the face. Yeah. To be if able to remember. If you tear down the monuments, like we need monuments everywhere. Yeah, he we has did, to like go look over into the USS Arizona and be like, still there? We need monuments for everything the way that like Guy Pierce needs tattoos in the movie Memento. Mm-hmm. Like, just because Americans have no short term or long term yeah. memory. So you got to just like, I mean, if not monuments, just leave post-it notes Everywhere. in every room of your house listing like, you know, the the timeline of World War II. You know, people make fun, made fun of Trump when he was president for walking around with those papers with giant Sharpie all over them. But uh, if you need it, you need it. Yeah. So, D-Day, that was, oh, that was in France. We're talking about Hawaii. Yeah, completely weird, completely different. Anyways, cinema leaving the Democratic Party and registering as an independent. Oh, my God. Very what? shocking. But did what? she also go, my work here is done and then walk away? Like, um, she, she released a video that I did not bother watching, but it was, uh, she made a whole big show out of it being like, I'm, I'm just tired of all the, all the Washington, uh, you know, politics as usual. It's like, bitch, the reason you're doing this, the whole reason you're fucking doing this is because you're polling at like fucking 5% and don't stand a chance in the next primary if you're running as a Democrat. But if you're running as an independent, you get to still run in the general, uh, without losing embarrassingly. In the Democratic primary. She's like that, uh, uh, was it Tulsi Gabbard? Just like, yeah, everyone knew already. Yeah, oh my God. We, all, we were all very aware I because of your actions. I can't believe my favorite Democrat, Tulsi Gabbard, and my other favorite Democrat, Kristen Cinema, have uh, turned their backs on the parties that they've you know who did it right? so loyally. You know who did it right? <laughs> Marianne Williamson. Well, she was... Over with, going straight back to the Globes. Yeah. All good. Yeah, no, you know who does it the best is Bernie Sanders, who only registers <laughs> as, as a Democrat, Democrat yeah. uh, anytime he wants to run for Look, president. I know how the system works. Okay? <laughs> when he's done, he's like, all right, no need for that anymore. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All right, moving on. The first Gen Z member of Congress was denied a D.C. apartment due to bad credit. A damning indictment of our uh, credit scoring system. Uh, it really is. And this is going to keep on happening. Um, the younger you are, the more fucked your credit most likely is because <laughs> yeah. you have... Uh, since the day you turned 18, you've been bombarded with credit card offers. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't get a job that actually supports uh, your even a, even a modest lifestyle. Especially if uh, you carry a balance at all. The yeah. interest will take that away very fast. Um, if you went to college, you <laughs> got all, those you loans. Certainly had to take out a loan. Mm-hmm. Um, if you you know you work at the Olive Garden, you're, you're getting fired because you you took the day off because you got COVID nineteen. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, like this is gonna keep on happening. My credit was absolutely fucking trash until I was like thirty something yeah. years old. It was yeah. it was atrocious. Yeah, yeah. So and I never even had like that much debt or whatever. But it's like yeah, it's and the fact that the thing that pissed me off, especially about this guy uh, who just got elected, is uh, you know he's applying to all these partners in D.C. He has to pay an application fee for each one of them. There's like $50 in some cases. This shit adds up. And it's like, I'm already fucking poor. And poverty is charging interest on me being poor. Yeah, that's how it fucking works on purpose. <laughs> yeah. It sucks. It's good. Like, it sucks that this happened. But it's also, it's a, it's great to raise awareness on such a thing that is so out. Like, it's just outrageous at face value that someone, an elected official, uh, can't get an apartment where they yeah. are able Plus, to Plus, D.C. is like crazy expensive. Well, yeah, of course. I guess the way that most freshman congressmen they they join these like boarding houses i would imagine uh, yeah where like um they like you know 10 of them will just live it's like a dorm room for Look, like <laughs> again for i did it too i i that's how i lived until i was like yeah. 27 I, yeah. with like five other people in a big house or it's just funny when you're or, an elected official you're in the us congress and you're just like living in the animal house yes yeah <laughs> hey but you know what they had 24 hours of collaboration time yeah. You can really get things done when everyone is young, always awake, and has nothing to do because they can't afford to do anything in the, one of the most expensive cities in the country. Yeah. What a time to put your nose to the grindstone. Yeah. Stay hungry. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Nancy Pelosi told Emmanuel Macron that she crushes a hot dog every day on Capitol Hill. And I keep one in my purse. Gark! But she... This led me down a rabbit hole. Nancy Pelosi is... She actually is stealing adrenochrome from the brains of America's children because there's no fucking way she should be alive, much less as healthy as she is at age, like, what, 85 or whatever she's at right now. She eats a hot dog for lunch every day. That's she, like, it's like going and swimming into, like, a cesspool every day. You're going to be immune to everything else. Every day. Yeah. Every day going back decades. You know what she has for breakfast? Chocolate ice cream. Yeah, there's something wrong here. Like, remember when she got roasted for showing off, like, her three fridges and one yeah. of them was, like, just her ice cream fridge? Like, she actually eats ice cream constantly. And, uh... Look, whatever. She's addicted to chocolate, but she's like, yeah, chocolate ice cream is the perfect breakfast. First thing in the morning. Just I'm a sure big she gets out those little weights and does the punches or whatever. I'm sure she probably does. Uh, you know where the fat goes, though. It all goes, uh... Right there in the right milkers, there. yeah. She's, she's them thangs thangin'. Yeah, as, that was uh, that, my favorite <laughs> defense of her husband during the attack was, like, why would he have a gay lover when he's got them things at home? <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, she does. She's, she looks good for her age. And she's going to look even better now that she doesn't have the stress of right. civil service. This is, uh, this is the, 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 the winter of Nancy. This, it's Nancy's turn. Uh, yeah. Nancy's going to get her groove back. She needs to go on, like, they were, for a while they were trying to start uh, a bachelor for, like, old people. She should go on as, like, their first star. But she's she's uh, married nah, to Paul. Yeah, that old guy. She's caring for her adult husband who just got like his skull cracked by some San Francisco nudist. Well, she doesn't have to like be romantically involved. Just how they interact, you know, fun to watch. Uh, yeah, she Nancy is... Pelosi. It's a it's a it's a it's a reality show about her going and joining the villages in Florida. I would absolutely watch a show that just follows Nancy Pelosi around, like not even doing like Congress stuff, just with her daily life. She is an absolutely fascinating figure just the most out of touch person uh who who has so much influence and power in this country or at so least did until that's recently. gonna be interesting to see what she does because when people are this old and this active taking that activity away from them is usually a pretty bad 
uh, thing for them physically and mentally. Well, we'll see. It's why the old do the waving at the Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe Nancy Pelosi will start volunteering down at Walmart to greet. If there's any left in San Francisco, she'll be the first one to get the yeah. job. Yeah. And then a robot will shoot her. Yes, they will. Actually, the citizen said no. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> the U.S. has never recorded this many positive flu tests in one week. Literally everyone is sick. The graphs are horrifying. It is right now the the number of uh, flu tests coming back positive is like four times what it usually is. Well, right also, now. You, you've taken uh, a, a not small portion, uh, smaller than I than I, I hope it's smaller than I think, but uh, some portion of the population who probably used to get flu shots. And then got like weirdly radicalized into not getting even flu shots. It's after the so pandemic. funny because like for me it's the opposite. Like I never got flu shots Same. until COVID. Yeah, and I was just like I I'm just terrified of getting sick now. And I I did get slightly sick like in the last couple days, but uh, got through it super fast. Yeah, be- possibly because of that flu shot. But um, yeah, uh, I guess the the hospitals are once again at capacity and it's not even covid fault i, I it's, will say it's all flu and like that that kid disease going around oh rsv uh, or whatever yeah i i do uh shout out to uh the people of los angeles who there is no mandate or anything and there is no even guidance from officials yeah. other than uh yeah of course it would be great if you could um but uh, people have been actively very masked in the past uh two weeks it's been great to see yeah um i've seen it especially among the Types of people who should be doing it. People that work in like uh, cashiers and stuff like that. Yeah. Like they get it. It There has been a change. <laughs> and I, I, look, it sucks that people are getting sick. I'm happy to see that at least in our city, people are masking up again without being like told that they have to. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Because that's when people are like, that's when the people come. Tyranny. Wearing, yeah. Because it's just like, okay, the people that are going to wear them are going to wear them. The people that aren't, aren't. And you're just going to get people fighting again. It would be better if... Um, like, I didn't go out anywhere when I was feeling sick, but if I had, I would have definitely well, worn yeah. a mask. But, uh, yeah, there's lots of people who uh, would not do that same thing. Mm-hmm. They would happily spread their illness all around. And the mask thing, it, it does mostly work when both parties have got it going on. Yes. But, uh, yeah, so um, just keep that in mind. I mean, you could still get COVID this this holiday, uh, but then there's, like, there's, like, there's everything. There's multiple uh, respiratory diseases going around. Yeah, and like specifically uh, right now, just play it safe because you don't want to be miserable over the holidays. When yeah. you finally get some time off, if you do get time off from from work, like it would really suck if that was the time yeah. where you're where you're. I sick. had to skip going out to see World Cup games last weekend because I was uh, I was like I don't want to get my friends sick at the bar. There you go. But I had to had to do it. Watch out! Here comes a hero. Actually, he's not coming through. He's staying at home. Go grab, go in your kitchen, grab your pots and pans and bang them together for me. Oh, for me. The hero. Thank you for your sacrifice. I did it. Yeah. Amid outcry, San Francisco pauses on killer police robots. I'm going to give this uh, just a... I, I love the statement from like a local uh, local leader or activist. Who's like, the people of San Francisco have spoken. They're, they've spoken loud and clear. Now is not the time for killer robots on the streets of San Francisco. It's another thing where it's like, <laughs> it sounds ridiculous because it is, but unless the quote is there staring you in the face, yeah. you, you it would be, uh, you know, I could see people not realizing that uh, killer robots are being uh, deployed. Yeah. The future sucks. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, cult uh, prophet Samuel Bateman was disgusted over his child bride's bedwetting, the FBI says. What the, what is this? So this uh, is like, uh, 
what not the not the mainline LDS, but the the FLDS, fundamentalist LDS. Is that what it stands for? The like, yeah. the big love people, like uh, Bill Paxton, R.I.P. In that show. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Where yeah. they ultra Mormons. Uh, yeah, they actually do practice polygamy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's a fucked up shit. But this guy, this leader. All these, all the FLDS like cults revolve around like basically one dude who just fucks all the women and all the young men basically get like driven away as competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this guy, uh, yeah, not only doing like cult polygamy, but also uh, marrying like children and being like, God, it's so gross how much my 10 year old child bride keeps wetting the bed. Isn't Maybe that, it's because isn't of that the fucking weird. That's uh, so weird. Severe trauma that you're causing them. Yeah, I can't like, listen, I'm a pretty normal dude. That is. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting for a child bride to pee in my bed. I mean, come on. Let's let's be normal around here, guys. This is fucking gross. Yeah, Uh, I hate it. This guy should uh this guy deserves the chair. I think everyone involved in this story should die. (sighs) Let's move on to something else though, because legendary San Diego sword swallower hospitalized with slashed abdominal cavity, pierced liver. Damn, it's all it's like he swallowed a sword. Damn, what did he expect? Uh, yeah, I guess he's been doing it for decades, but the, you know, all it takes one is long move. one, <laughs> the way this works, I still don't fully understand it, but there's a way to like angle your, your organs in just the right way. Get them straight. Well, the swords, uh, you know, typically not sharp. Uh, no, it's not. Yeah. And they align their bodies in a way where nothing would get pierced yeah. based on the way it's moving because of the esophagus. I've seen the the X-ray documentaries. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like a, they had documentaries about this when I was a kid. So like, yeah, it's a it is I've a, seen the a trick X-ray, to I've it. I've seen it all, but I still it's like I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah, it doesn't seem right. It seems like this should happen every time. It's like, oh, I've I've stabbed a bunch of my organs. Well, by swallowing a sword. Look, then you get that on your resume, though. Like this guy, he's legit. You know, and yeah, and those those cuts they'll scar over, and uh, scar tissue's stronger than. Normal, so um, he's gonna come back swallowing harder and deeper than ever before. He's gonna be lapping that sword up. Yeah, he's. You want to see it go really deep? That's an extra five dollars. And final headline: German police on the hunt for sixty containers of stolen bull sperm. Look no further. The Reichsberger Heinrich the Thirteenth. This this is all part of his plan. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that we gotta get back to. One of the one of the ways we make Germany great again, in addition to uh, reinstating. The Reich is uh, our bulls. They used to be so virile, so strong. You think they like, so they busted the Reichsburger? They're like undoing uh, all the stuff, and they're like, you know what that is? It's fucking bull sperm. That's white gold. Hey, baby. we didn't find this. Hey, go get uh, misdirect someone. I'm gonna take these crates <laughs> over to my car, and we'll divvy this doing, up later. <laughs> doing like we own this city, but like instead of uh, ripping people off with money, the cops are just like. Look around. Go find the bull sperm. I know he's got bull sperm in that closet. You don't understand. The family that <laughs> bred this bull, they are lords. They have their own land yeah. in East Germany. I know he got bull sperm. Every right cow in this city is going to want to get shot up with this bull sperm. Mm. Mm. I'm telling you that it's gonna. there's going to be a connection. Just wait it out. But yeah, that is a uh, bull sperm. It's, uh, that's the real cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Bull sperm and horse sperm. Never goes shit. out of style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only gets better with age, I hear. And you keep it on, you keep it on ice. It's it's it lasts. Yeah, you, you don't have to use it immediately. You can, you can save that for a special occasion. I mean, we don't know the container size. Are these tiny containers? Are these giant buckets? Uh, I guess we'll just have to leave it to, up to our imaginations and the German police. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, um, surprisingly, the ga- uh, gavel goat hasn't burned yet. Yeah. Update yeah, has yeah. not burned we'll yet. We'll let you know if that, if and when that happens. Uh, this year specifically, it. Feed, their their Twitter feed feed 
feels like they're taunting people. They're asking for it. They keep posting like numerous pictures like, I'm looking great today. Yeah, they... Would be a real shame. In previous years, they were posting like once a week. They're posting like on a daily basis now. And you go on the replies, it's all people, including myself, being like... (laughs) Fire emoji. How many times we got to teach you this lesson, old man? Yeah. Yeah, just you know, all sorts of gifts of Not like, that we're condoning it. We're just saying it wouldn't be a surprise if it did happen. So, yeah, I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, we will keep you updated on that uh, unless they burn the goat down while we're on a break, in which case... Uh, <laughs> Find out on your own. Yeah. Just watch the live Do stream. your own research, as they say. Uh, again, so next week is our last full week. Then we have like an episode or two over the holiday break. But next week's our last week. So get it all in. We want to thank you guys for a wonderful year. Uh, we're going to be doing, uh, of course, just some normal episodes and stuff. But a uh, big thank you to everyone who's been subscribing lately, leaving comments, leaving likes. No. Again, we know it's uh, annoying to hear it at the end of every episode, but uh, it works. Sorry. Also, hopefully I'm healed by uh, the time we film again. But in the meantime... Uh, Scarface over here. I know. You said Scarface is going to come back harder. I'm going to. I'm going to be. I'm going to have like a, a beak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, we do have two new episodes for you. We have one about just the domination of AI art and how that's probably bad, and also uh, a lot of problems with DC films and the fact that Goblin Mode has taken over the world. Yeah. Check those out. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.